What does it mean to be a man after God's own heart? Does it mean that you fear God? Not necessarily so. I mean, think of King Saul. He feared God. Many people feared God. But they still don't do what he says. <laughs> you fear God, yet you rebel against him. You do your own will, your own desires. You don't do what God wants you to do. Yeah, you fear God, but it's kind of a fear that says like, hey, God, yeah, I hope you don't punish me for this, but this is what I want to do. On the other hand, does it mean that you love God? Not necessarily so. You can be one of those hippie Christian people that run around saying, I love Jesus and skating down the park and being all like, I love God. God is great. Yeah, Jesus is my friend. Like those Rastafarians. You can love God and not be a man after God's own heart. So what does it mean to be a man after God's own heart? It means that you fear God, you love God, and you obey God. See, David was a man after God's own heart because he did what God told him to do. Sure, he wasn't perfect, but who is? There's no point in even mentioning it. Why would you mention someone else's faults? It's pointless. Like Jesus said, whoever uh, has no sins, throw the first stone. <laughs> it makes no sense. But you see, what David did do is he obeyed God. He repented. He loved God. He kept coming back to the path of righteousness. His heart was after God. He was a man after God's own heart, which means that even when he strayed away, he came back because his deepest desire, his biggest will, his biggest want in life was to serve God and please God and do what God wanted him to do. Regardless of the circumstances, regardless of his mood, regardless of his sleepless nights, regardless of his sickness, when God said move, he moved. If you want to be a man after God's own heart, then you better start with your heart. What is in your heart? For you, wherever your treasure is, that is where your heart is also. What is your treasure? What do you treasure above all else? Is it your relationship with God, your maker? Or is it something else? Because really when he talks about you shall have no other idol, no other God before me, he doesn't necessarily talk about Baal or Ashtorah or Buddha or anything spiritual like that. It's anything. It can be your job. It can be a TV show. It could be something as, I don't know, your girlfriend or your bike or your car that you love washing seven times a week. It could be your, your branch. It could be anything if it comes before God. You see, those things are not necessarily bad. They're just not necessary. If God comes first, sure, you can wash your car. You can have, you know, a good job. You can have money. You can have all these things but not on the expense of you serving and obeying your God. See, Job was a wealthy man. Abraham was a wealthy man. Many righteous people were wealthy men. And yet Solomon, who was the wealthiest of them all, 
was nothing like his father David because he strayed away. You see, we are even told that God revealed himself to Solomon twice, gave him the legendary Solomonic wisdom, and yet with all that wisdom, he lacked the wisdom to follow God. It is so easy, so simple, so idiotically easy. I can't even think of another word for it, to fall off track. I just hope and pray for you that if you do fall off track, you have enough wisdom and sense to get back on it before it's too late. Because, you see, some people say, yeah, you know, I, I, God, I, I believe you're there, but, you know, I'm, I'm only going to commit to you. I'm only going to follow you when I'm on my deathbed. I'm going to accept you when I'm, when I'm dying. Well, I have newsflash for you. You're always dying. You're always on your deathbed. You could be gone like that instantly. Just your heart stops. How many times did that happen? What, do you think none of those people said to God, God, I'm going to accept you when I'm on my deathbed, when I have a disease and I'm about to die. Well, what if you die right now? Are you really so hateful of God that you're willing to gamble your eternal life just because you don't want to obey him and follow him? Is that how evil you really are? I mean, what is it that God asked you that you're so rebellious against? Did he ask you to kill someone? Did he ask you to do something evil, something nasty, something unholy, something unrighteous? Or is it you that is unholy, unrighteous, and evil? Look in the mirror and you will see your assassin. You will see your worst enemy, your biggest nightmare. It's not the devil. No, he, he's just the joker. His job is to blow things up. It's you that brings death upon yourself. No one else can kill you. No one else can take your salvation away. You, you and only you. Are you a man after God's own heart? Or are you a man after your own heart? Hmm. Look in the mirror and make your decision. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the stupidest of them all? It is you.